Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Again, you've heard who I am. I'm just going to say it again. My name's Joel Leiden. I was a vicar here from 2012 to 2013. Uh, I think I was the ninth vicar. Sean asked me that last night, Pastor Fenske, and I thought, well, I think it was eighth or ninth, but I'm pretty sure it was the ninth vicar. I was the first one to have kids, though, so you guys were just all shocked at that, and you didn't know what to do with all of us. Um, but it's so great to be back here. I appreciate being invited back uh, to preach, to share with you today, to, to have the you know, honor of, of kicking off the 175th anniversary with the preaching this morning. Um, I wanted to thank you again so much for loving us as much as you did when we were here. Uh, you were all so gracious to us. You were so giving, uh, so loving to us. We felt so at home. Uh, as soon as we arrived here, uh, many families in the school did that. Uh, Pastor Brand, of course, all of the staff. Uh, we thank you again. That was a, a pivotal year for our whole family. And I figured it would be appropriate to update you on our family real quickly. Uh, when we were here, we had five kids, like I said, and I figured I'd show you a quick picture. Uh, this is us seven years ago. So this is here. That's actually over in the parsonage, and um, that was seven years ago at Christmas. So you can imagine those five kids have changed quite a bit. So Carl, go ahead and put up the next photo. That is our family this year, and if you can't tell, there's two extra ones in there that many of you might not have met yet. So we actually now have seven kids, and uh, our oldest is 16 and our youngest is three years old. And um, it's great to have that family. I love them all very much. Uh, I know you guys love them a lot too, and I appreciate that. Uh, they're going to be here at the, the 930 service and then again over at the Connect. Um, but I figured you want to see a picture of them. So there they are. Thanks, Carl. And we are kicking off the 175th anniversary. The theme that's been chosen is sharing Christ, serving our community. And as you heard, the verse, the theme verse for that is Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. I'm going to read that again. This is going to be the text for the message this morning. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people put a light, uh, put a lamp, light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You've already heard a lot about light in this reading, in the readings this morning. Light to me is fascinating. I don't know if you sit and read about light very much. You might not think there's much to read about. I mean, light's light, right? But I've read a lot about light because I find a lot of things about it very fascinating. It's certainly fundamental to our daily existence in so many ways. And you think about some of these and others you don't think about and I don't think about on a regular basis. But just consider how fundamental light is to our daily existence. Our clock, our days are defined by light. Our 24-hour day, right? The, the cycle of daily lightness and darkness. That is so fundamental to everything that we do. God designed it that way. In Genesis 1, we're told that all of the celestial stars and planets, all the lights in the heavens were ordained for signs and for seasons and for days and years. God intended light to set the rhythms of life, and he established even some of these to be signs for things. 
And we also have, of course, this very complex but very simple process of photosynthesis. I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way, but you realize that light is fundamental to breathing. We don't think of it that way, right? But without light converting carbon dioxide to oxygen through the process of photosynthesis, you wouldn't have oxygen to breathe, at least not in the abundance that you have it. Light is fundamental to everything that we do, yet it's also incredibly complex. And in fact, we don't really understand light completely either. You can talk a lot about light, the speed of light, how it travels at about 186,222 miles per second, but that's reflected light in a vacuum. And we know that, we've studied that, but then again, that's even debated by some, believe it or not. I don't know if you've ever gotten into any of these theories. You know that it's been over 100 years that it's theorized that light, photons, can actually be in two places at one time, that instantaneously light can be here and there. Light is incredibly complex. Light demonstrates the qualities of both waves, like audio that you hear, waves, but also particles and matter, things that you can touch. That's very confusing. This is all in the area of quantum physics and quantum theories and all that kind of stuff. We're not really sure how it all works. And yet it is so fundamental to our daily life. But there's two qualities of, li of light that we don't hardly ever talk about. And those are the two that I want to focus on this morning. So I want you to consider this, if you would. One, light is silent. Light is silent. And then secondly, light is humble. So consider first, silent light. And maybe to frame this, think about light as a weapon. Maybe we haven't thought of light as a weapon before. You have. Maybe you just haven't thought of this this way. Um, phasers, photon cannons, lightsabers, you know, the Death Star, all of those things, right? They use light as a weapon. And they all make noise when they are employing light as a weapon. But light is actually silent. And when you think about maybe the light that comes from a fire, the light is silent. The wood burning, the process of creating the light, well, that makes some noise, but the light is silent. Even lights, so if you're really quiet, you can listen in the room, and you'll hear a little noise, right? You can hear the, the lights. You can actually hear the choir warming up, it sounds like, but you can hear the lights creating light, but that's not the light itself. Light is actually silent. Now, lasers are actually used these days for real as weapons. They're being developed right now and being deployed in very limited capacities. They're very powerful, but the light itself is silent. Now, even though light is silent, it commands attention wherever it goes. So consider the darkest room that you've ever been in. Maybe you've been in one of those tours where you go down deep into a cave or a cavern underground and they, for a few moments, turn the lights off and you experience absolute darkness for the first time. Maybe you're just in the basement in your house and it's completely dark in the middle of the night. The tiniest bit of light 
immediately commands your attention, doesn't it? The tiniest bit of light brings attention to the room. Light is silent, but it commands attention. And Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You can't hide that tiny little light in the darkest space. Neither can you hide a bright city on a hill. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. That would be silly, wouldn't it? But you put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. See, when Jesus, the light of the world, enters our lives, he illuminates everything. He changes how we see everything. He changes even how we see everyone around us. When Jesus, the light of the world, illuminates our lives, we see clearly that we are actually trapped in darkness, absolute darkness, without God. We see that we are sinners who need a Savior. We see that Jesus, then, is the one who came into the world to save us. That's what the light of Christ does for us. And then when we, in turn, take Jesus to those around us who are in darkness, they also have the opportunity to see the world in a whole new way with a new illumination that they never imagined, seeing things that they had never imagined and seen before. This, as you all know well, was the goal of the Franconians who first came here so long ago. They wanted to bring the light of Christ to the people who were here before them. See, when we engage the culture around us with love, when we engage the culture, the world around us with forgiveness, instead of hatred, instead of by cutting them off, pushing them away from us, we command the attention of those who have never been treated that way before. We command the attention of those who yearn to be welcomed into a loving community. We command the attention of those who have not seen the light before and now see for the first time and want to be part of that. Light is silent, but it commands attention. But light is also humble. And again, to maybe put this into perspective, consider this. When I uh, came up here back just the, I think it was the week before Thanksgiving, I came up and went hunting with uh, one of your fellow parishioners here just around the corner from here. And I went out early in the morning, and when I was out in the woods, I hadn't gone out to this hunting spot yet on his property. And so it was really dark. The sun was not up yet. I couldn't hardly see a thing. I wasn't familiar with the path. I hadn't gone out that far. And I was the one going out further than everyone, so I had to make the last, you know, 50, 100 yards walk by myself and really didn't know where I was going. The leaves covered the ground too much. I couldn't even really see the path very well, so I, I needed some light. I needed some help. I really didn't want to turn a light on and scare away any of the deer, but I just had to, so I made sure I made it to my spot safely. So I pulled out my cell phone, and I turned on the light, and I covered it so it just shined down on the ground. But here's what I didn't do. I didn't turn on my cell phone light and shine it into my face, right? I wasn't looking at the light. I didn't care about the light. I didn't want to be blinded by that. I needed the light to illuminate my way. 
See, light commands attention, but it never demands attention for itself. The goal of light is to illuminate something else and send your attention there. I didn't want to see the light of the phone itself. I wanted to see the ground so I knew where to go. Jesus says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The goal is not for us to be seen. It's for God the Father to be seen. See, when you serve people in all the different ways that you serve here at St. Lawrence, whether it's people here in Frankenmuth, whether it's people up in Saginaw, whether it's folks down in Flint, whether it's people who are in other countries, whether you're serving the church at large, whether you're serving people in your own workplaces, in your own families, the goal is not to bring attention to yourselves, of course. Now, that's our tendency. As sinners, that's what we want to do. Hey, look what I got to do. Look what I did last week. Look what I did. Look how we served them. Look how we did this. Look how we changed them. Look... That's what we want to do. But light is humble. Light wants to send attention someplace else. The goal is to bring attention and glory to our Father in heaven. After all, he's the one who equipped us. He's the one who gave us the very opportunity and capabilities in the first place to serve those around us. The goal is to illuminate the lives of others with the forgiveness, with the love that God has so freely given to us. The goal, as you've heard many times, is to show how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. See, Jesus tells us that we are the light of the world. But I also mentioned, don't forget, that Jesus in John 8 actually says, I am the light of the world. Now, how is that? How is it that you are the light of the world and Jesus? I'm not Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm nothing like Jesus. I don't have the qualities. See, we celebrate at Christmas that Jesus is the true Son of God, born in human flesh. We celebrate at Epiphany that Jesus came into the world to be born to save us, not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles alike. In other words, for all humans of all time. That's Jesus. That's not me. So how is it that Jesus is the light of the world, but you and I are also the light of the world? The light of the world, excuse me. Paul actually makes it pretty simple in Galatians 2. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, we are only the light of the world if we have Jesus Christ living in us. We are only able to be the light of the world that Jesus wants us to be if he is living in us, leading us, forgiving us, loving us. Without Jesus, we're in darkness we have no way of knowing God. We have no way of finding our way back to the Father. But through Jesus brings that same light, 
Through us, Jesus brings that same light to those around us so that they might not die in darkness, but so that they might live in the same light that will last for all eternity. See, this is what the believers in Frankenmuth have known and have cherished for over 175 years. Their trust, your trust, has always been in the God who brought them and you here. The word of God has always been a lamp to their feet, a light to their path. And that's the same for you and me today still. So may God continue to illuminate your lives with his word, with his spirit, with his love. And may Jesus continue to live and shine through you in all that you do so that this dark world around us might be illuminated with the cross of Jesus and follow the way back to the Father. Don't forget, throughout this year as you celebrate, because of Jesus, you are the silent light. You are the humble light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated.